we discuss some of the most significant changes we've seen thus far in Season 5 of Street Fighter V, considering who some of the new top tiers might be, if lower tier fighters got the buffs they needed, and if the general look for the game will be better overall. Also, a big congrats to Abel Lal for winning our holiday contest giveaway. Merry Christmas and happy holidays from the Event Hubs podcast. Perfect. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to a very special Christmas episode of the Event Hubs podcast. We're recording on Christmas, but it's probably going up tomorrow. Uh, so you guys will hear this on Thursday. But I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. Hey, I'm uh, I'm a little under the weather. You can probably tell in my voice, but I am wearing this festive Santa hat to make up for that. So hopefully you can focus on the festive Santa hat and not so much on my voice. Yeah. Now, um, have you been around Akali vomiting too much? Is that what's going on here? Is that why you're <laughs> yeah. sick? Or I'm just, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, so very recently here, um, we had the Rebel Kumite this last weekend. Uh, we wanted to get into like what we saw there specifically. It's going to be a bit of a shorter episode. We're going to kind of, you know, uh, quick hit the sucker. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll get into it here. Um, I, I just want to say since now, since the balance sheet just came out, there has not been a lot of time to adjust to stuff. So keep that in mind as we, we proceed. Uh, we are doing some hot takes here uh, based on, you know, the stuff that we're pulling in. But uh, but there it is. Uh, players have definitely adjusted to some of the things that have already happened, though. That's the main stuff that I want to focus on today. Uh, but it's still early, right? Yeah, I would say that taking whatever we're seeing right now, even at the top level where you're talking about your Tokidos and your Punks and your Fujimura, um, it still very much is a, a testing ground. And it's the, the significance of it is that it's not going to look very much like it will look in a few months' time when everyone has had time to uh, to figure stuff out. A lot of things are just sort of happening. Muscle memory from fingers is still figuring stuff out. So it's still good that we have this. But do not take this as, oh, be all, end all. This is the absolute direction of season four. Because this tournament happened one week after the patch. And these guys were traveling. And I'm sure they had some time to start exploring. But you got to think like how much time it, it takes and how much uh, um, study it takes to really start wrapping your mind around the changes for the cast, your own character, let alone everybody else's, and how you interact with them. So take it all with a grain of salt. But with that, let's have fun. Exactly. Uh, one of the main things that jumped out to me with, with watching Rebel Kumite was we are already actually seeing more whiff punishing and footsies. Not to like an insane degree, but it's definitely happening quite a bit more uh, more often now. And I... I did not see it coming like this early. I thought it would take. Oh, I'm feeling it immediately online too, and it's freaking great, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And so, speaking of with, with punishing and footsies, let's talk about Rashid, uh, because <laughs> I know that um, uh, this is a character who you know can kind of uh skip the neutral quite a bit and kind of like just kind of hammer away at stuff. Um, but one of the main things I watched was was Rashid players try to actually get in the neutral and just whiff crouching heavy punch kind of over and over excuse me, over and over again. Um, and and this is typically what he did in season four. And now all of a sudden he's getting punished for it. There's an extra, I believe, four frames of recovery on Rashid's crouching heavy punch now. And there were a few instances where it was a very clear, not wish punish, but with punish of, oh, you're going to throw that move out there? I'm going to nail you for it. And all of a sudden, the Rashid's running rampant and just destroying people was not a thing. I think this is maybe the worst performance I have seen from Rashid uh, in years. Uh, I mean, there were this is Moke, Big Bird, and Gachakun in tournament. Uh, and and uh, Moke got fifth in the LCQ, which is, you know, yeah, that's solid, right? But um, uh, Gachakun and Big Bird, between the two of them, they won one match. 
one match and, and they were you know besides that they they lost the rest of them it's it just to me watching Rashid in this tournament was a night and day difference from what I've seen before yeah and I think the reason <clears throat> is because okay so Rashid's still out there but right now this is a good uh this is a good look as far as those of us that wanted to see the character drop a little bit on the tier list and not be so crazy I think you kind of alluded to it a little bit when you first brought him up just now in that it's his footsies and not necessarily um, his like special moves and such, his just do it, get up into your face, or in, in a lot of the times his case, get out of your face with that wall jump that's still very much intact, right? Mm -hmm. But the footsies part of his gameplay, if he does indeed have to play footsies, and I think that's what the pros have done, they've, they've figured out all of Rashid's BS to the point where the pro Rashids know that they're not going to be able to go in against Bonchan or someone like that and get away with all of the little goofy things because he's going to be under the microscope. Um, the pros are not going to let that kind of stuff slide. So that makes him resort to playing footsies, and that's where he's been nerfed. And we haven't had enough time for the Rashids to really figure out V-Skill 2 stuff mm -hmm. and if it's as strong as people are kind of worried that it might be. So he doesn't have his new big gun at, at this level where it's going to be very effective, I don't think. And so, uh, and I think that's a big part of why we saw what we saw. The Rashid's not able to get the job done like they have been able to in the past. Again, first first tournament one week after the patch, but hey, I'm liking it. Yeah. Uh, Moke was actually using Rashid's V-Skill 2, and then he lost a game to Dogra, and he switched right back to V-Skill 1. And yeah, then, with what he's used to. Exactly. And then Gachakun did the exact same thing against Infectious. So it was like, do you know how to, to you know, counter V-Skill 2 was basically kind of like the, the first line of defense for these players. And the moment that they showed that they know what they're doing, it was like right back to V-Skill 1, what they know and what they've been setting up for years. Uh, Big mm -hmm. Bird didn't even use V-Skill 2 as far as, far as I saw he was V skill one the entire way through. So I get that people were going crazy about V skill two, but I mentioned last week on a podcast, I'm like, be reserved on this one. Like, there are some setups I've seen with Rashid's V skill two that do massive damage, and I go, okay, that's really good, but you're giving up ground shimmies for air shimmies, basically. And ground shimmies in Street Fighter V are probably going to be vastly superior for pretty much every character in the game because the amount of damage you can do on the ground is usually quite a bit higher with you know the crush counters and the shimmies and being able to block and all that kind of stuff, where if you're going air to air, you're you're making the opponent guess, but on the ground, you're making them guess with like a 75 to 25% advantage. Like You have so many more advantages with Rashid in that situation, it's hard for me to see giving that up. And, and again, you know, I could be wrong. Um, there could be some... I, I have seen one setup with V-Skill 2 that does like 50% damage like for a bar or something and I'm like ooh that's that's really powerful so you know maybe there's more of that stuff lurking out there but for the most part people are going back and doing the same old Rashid they used to and trying to and not doing as well and yeah I I think this character has actually been hit and I, I this is my hot take here I think this character has been hit pretty hard and I know people are, are putting up tier list already and they have Rashid number one S tier all that kind of stuff I've seen them um, Rashid is still good at being Rashid, but overall, I think he's quite a bit worse. And if you told me this character is a top 10 character now versus top one before he's somewhere around the top 10, I go, yeah, that's pretty much where I have him right now. He's still really good, but he is nowhere near the unbelievable destructive force that he used to be. And that would be great, you know, if that's if that's the case. And I absolutely think that it very well could be. I'm a little more reserved on my judgment one way or another. Um, the thing that I have to separate though, when we're worried about V-Skill 2, it, it's one thing if it really works for his kit and makes him an OP overall character, um, 
and and I it's looking like maybe it won't be, especially because like you said, you have to forsake V skill one and everything that goes into the, the buffing the character through that move. Um, but the other thing is that will this move make for some goofy ass situations in a vacuum where he can just jump forward and his jumps become mix-ups in and of themselves and where it's like yes you still beat him on the ground and maybe even these kinds of mix-ups aren't super legit but it just becomes a big box of just do it from the air um, and and if that's the case and then if I go online and I run into a bunch of Rashids that are just similar to like wake up DP Ken's it's not that you can't beat them it's not that they're they're particularly strong but they're making the game into something where it's just not fun to play if it's a fun sapper that's what I'm a little bit worried about but as far as it working I, I with mean, the character to make him OP it doesn't it, things are looking okay on that front right now when has Rashid ever been a just do it character John when has that ever yeah, happened? Since for always, right? Always and forever. <laughs> oh, man. So I, I look at him and I go, yeah, they, they did give him a move like that with V-Skill 2. Like, again, V-Skill 2 is good. It's not like this is some crap move that, you know, you can completely forget about. It's got uses. And unfortunately, that use is like air shimmies, which is like, oh, really? You know, this is what you did, Capcom? And I mean, even then, like, I still look at it and go, that's how good V-Skill 1 is and how good Rashid is overall still, like, they give him something that's like YOLO stupid and really good. And even then it's still not better than what he had before that. That's yeah. Well, uh, he, yeah. he still had, um, as far as overall, he lost the health. Well, people gained health where he didn't and stun, which is pretty significant. And he lost a lot of his just do it footsie normals. Yes. So, and he was already, I believe he was a little bit below average health characters and thank 950, goodness. Yeah. He's not. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's like he'll still be very strong, but maybe this will make a fun and more varied game. If that's an if that change happened, then I'm like, okay, it's not exactly what I wanted, but I think that uh, that's a good that that's good from Capcom, man. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll absolutely. I think it. they wanted to. We we talked a lot about decreasing his mobility, and it's very clear Capcom wanted to keep that in as a feature mm-hmm. of the character, and that's fine. They adjusted him in different ways, and we spotted. And if this does a trick, that's fine. You know, it's, I, I get that, you know, turbulent wind and all that kind of stuff. Like, that's his definition. And if you take that away, that maybe hurts him too much as what Capcom intended for him to be. And so that's fine. Like, this is, this works. You know, it, it was a different way of peeling the apple, but no problem on my end. So Sure. All right, moving along next, uh, we have Akuma. And also like Rashid, I actually think Akuma is a solid bit worse and likely dropped from his second spot overall to somewhere, again, like with Rashid, somewhere around the top 10. Uh, now, this top 10 position is very dependent on who rises up and falls down. Uh, there are a bunch of characters that have moved up. Like, I've seen Karen uh, uh, be listed outside of the S tier in this game. I do not agree with that. I actually think Karen is still extremely good in this game uh, and has a case to be the number one character. But again, time will tell, right? Um, so when I say top 10 or around this and stuff like that, it's so dependent on who also goes up or down the list. Um, but I think Akuma's nerfs were substantial enough where if you're you're not loyal to Akuma, you might drop him. And, and, and if you like the character, there's no real point of dropping him. He's still strong. Like if Tokido drops him, I'd be a little surprised because he's still pretty good. Like this is not like he's completely nerfed to oblivion and you can't play him. He's just, he's no longer the second best character in the game. He's probably, you know, he, he's fallen a few st- uh, spots. I think And he most still people. has his glass cannon, the yeah. glass part of his glass cannon. Yeah. And the cannon's been nerfed a little bit. And yeah, it's going to be similar to like Cami last season where a lot of the Camis just jump ship because they have to work a little bit harder and they don't want to do that. Yep. Um, I've already heard 
heard from, I was talking to Chris Wynn this morning, mm-hmm. um, and he's like, I'm really considering using someone else in addition to Akuma. I don't think he can get the job done anymore. Uh, my buddy Tyler, who you just met at uh, Capcom Cup, right. he's considering heavily of switching off of Akuma. Um, you're right. Like I've already seen two separate examples in my own personal life that's usually representative of the uh, the bigger picture. So uh, there there were plenty of Akumas playing Akuma, but there weren't many getting up there. In fact, Tokido's kind of the only one that was able to get it done as Tokido the machine play perfectly. And I'll give shout-outs to Samurai, who, but I think Samurai's just an amazing, like, detailed, methodical player, which is why he can make Ryu and Sagat work last season as well. But uh, I digress. I will also He's also show, very good. Um, uh, Haitani as well. He did. He wasn't amazing with him, but he did well with, with uh, Akuma. Yeah, yeah. Haitani's like the top 16, and the next one that shows up, maybe uh, Takamura is in that conversation yeah. as well. Yeah, There's a few others. Like, you know, Takamura did solid. It's like, I can see those people like staying with the character if they really want to play him. You know, like, it's, and do well. Like, do just as well as they have before. Uh, maybe a step down from that, but yes. Yeah, so if Tokido is the only one getting the kind of Tokido results, and this character being, like, no one disputed that he's, like, the best second at at the worst in the game, and still no one was able to make him work. Mm-hmm. And, and compared to other the best characters, when, like, Abigail or Rashid have been the best, they were way up there. Cammy had her time in the spotlight way up there. Karen, even, uh, who's very also very difficult to play, and, and I want to get to the particulars of the changes about her mm-hmm. um, as well, but... You know, all of those characters, more representation at the tippy top. And really, it's like Tokido and a few friends uh, as guest appearances, and that was it. So now it's like, well, the character's been clearly nerfed. And Tokido never really falls. I mean, sorry, Akuma, same both. Uh, Tokido and Akuma never really fall out of the top 10, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. But he certainly isn't where he was, and it was already hard to get the job done as far as winning tournaments with where he was before. Right. No, actually, let's let's go into Karen now. Um, I didn't have a lot of notes on her because I was watching Punk play, and I've watched this character for a long time, and it's like, she's a little bit weaker, but they drop like stuff like her stun and her forward throw, like you don't get as much Oki on it, and a few other things, and it's like, that character to me looks mostly intact, but when you're seeing her, like, are you seeing a big difference now? They nerfed her crouching medium kick as well, and they made it much more punishable. So here's here's how I'm thinking about this, and this is just me vomiting up all of my thoughts about Karen because I just more clearly went and studied her this morning, and so now I have all these reactions to it, and I was watching some RBK footage as well, uh, um, having all these reactions to it, but this is where I'm going. Um, she had the ability to play footsies better than anyone else in the game, mm-hmm. and it was because of that crouching medium kick. And then the rewards that came off of that, a large part of them were because of the stun output. She could not only take you to the corner, she would also stun you, and then GG's, man, like especially in this game with damage output. Uh, People have more life now, first and foremost, and uh, I don't think she got more, did she? She was one of those that that didn't get the the bonus. Right. Uh, So now she's got to work a little bit harder doing the thing that, like, Punk was amazing at, and so was Bonchan, but Punk's the one that is known for playing footsies. The What Capcom basically did is they lessened the rewards, they made everybody's life a little bit higher, so she's got to hit you once more probably, she's got to do it again, and now they made the move itself, while I don't think it's any worse on block, I, I think it's worse on whiff hardcore, Yeah. right? And that's the thing, it's like you have to use it with the precision that Punk and also Bonchan mm-hmm. were doing, which is really, really freaking hard. And now you have to do that even better. And it's like, I don't know if she needed that or not. I think that like the guys that were doing it, they earned it. 
because uh, because not everyone can. It's like it was a, it was really cool, but it was still within like the realm of of ability. But now it's like yeah, I, I guess actually I I do more so agree with it because it's gonna mean this character is gonna show up a little less often, and I think people kind of want that variety. She sort of had her time on top, and there's an argument to approach it from from that direction. Uh, but yeah, she's just she can do the same thing, but she carries more risk, and she has to hit you more times. So. They just basically said, punk, you have to do it more now. Yeah, to me, I mean, it's like I don't see Bon Chan or Punk having trouble adjusting to it. And that's how come I have Karen pretty much virtually in the same spot because everyone around her generally got nerfed as well. Um, and it's like she's still going to be amazing. She's a little harder to play now, but I don't think a lot harder to play. Punk is still doing punk things, you know, uh, at the RBK. Like he was still great. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I want to turn that back over to you, though. Like w- with your experience, do you think this character like she's worse? But do you think her tier ranking is going to be worse uh, here if she if, if everything stays as is right now? Yeah, I think it it goes down just simply because she's going to lose more matches okay. because there are going to be more instances where like technically, you know, well, will it move her so much that it that it moves her lower than other people yeah i do think so but i mean you could say if you get like a one damage like say they took one vitality off of your life bar that's technically it it technically moves you down it doesn't necessarily move you down past the person that's like below you but all of these things that she got nerfs on they add up in different places it's that one more interaction where she would have won in season four but because of the way things are in season five she still hit the exact same thing but it, it didn't lead to the kill and then she didn't get the next hit and she lost things like that mm-hmm. right um and and with the stun it's like how many times is karen not going to get the stun this time because those moves last like 50 i think it's on our ex follow-ups uh they lost like 50 stun damage each yeah, a lot of them a lot and yeah. so if okay if you take 10 free throw shots is it you know it, now she has to take 15 and is she going to hit all 15 it's like sometimes but not every time she's she has more of a chance to miss and so she will but um how significantly i think you could still play the character just like you used to play the character um and so no one has to change very much but it's like do you want to take as many um risks or do you want to do you want to have to do it as hard or do you want to jump over to g like we saw punk do uh in his match against them or in his first round uh, at rbk mm-hmm. and and go that route and to be fair to punk he has played g a few times b- before in tournament um i don't know how locked in he was after capcom cup like there was uh, you know i i always suspect sometimes with punk like he's just kind of playing you know like uh, if the stakes are too high and you know he's, he's kind of been through a big loss and whatnot but and again sometimes he looks very casual playing and he's amazing and he's completely locked in and he's just you know yeah so um it's interesting i i still have punk or i should say karen right there uh i i don't know if her tier ranking is going to change at all i think we had her like third overall and, and if you told me she's still top five i'd be like yeah i i think so uh but um, oh yeah. i don't know man because there are some other characters that got buffed up mm-hmm. and in some pretty significant ways that were like floating around like g right yeah. like he didn't really lose very much and now he has like a crouching yeah, let, <laughs> medium let's get kick into G, that actually. he can combo into yeah. on hit without counter hit let, let's uh, did he have anything more on karen before we moved on or no nope. all right let's get into g because uh, as you're saying this character was mostly left intact which is shocking i think to to most of the community um not too shocking because dream king plays him and every character that dream king mains gets becomes top tier like the next it, it's 
It's consistent. I don't know why, but Capcom looks at his main and says, we like this guy. He runs the editorial department of event hubs. Let's make sure his character is great every year. And they do it. And, so, and they buffed V-Trigger 2, which know. is what Steven uses. Previously, stupid. there is never a reason why you should have used V-Trigger 2 before, except for I have more fun with it. Or if you just don't want to be part of the people that used and relied on V-Trigger 1 because you thought, hey, there's no way they'd let machi- they'd let G's just maintain this machine gun that everybody else is using in a, a you know, like a knife fight. Uh, but they did. And so now there's no- <laughs> But they're trying to give you a reason to jump over to V-Trigger 2. So they buffed before, that yeah, up. I'll, I'll leave that alone. But yeah. Uh, so he was left mostly intact, as I mentioned. And, and this is a guy... Uh, who Strider just got third with him overall. Uh, Japan was sleeping on him for quite some time, and he's been doing well, not in, insane, but doing well all season long. Um, I do think V-Skill 2 actually has some potential. We we saw uh, 801 Strider like pull it out um, uh, against Sangeef, um, and, and because he was able to basically, what it does is he can, he can he'll do a pose and he'll build, build meter, and then he'll also keep his uh, presidentiality, like his level ups, if he gets knocked down. And I don't know all the rules of it, like inside out, but um, his V-Skill 1 is his freaking orb, and, and that move is amazing, and the fact that that that's even a, a consideration to get rid of that um, is is wild to me. But uh, 801 Strider made it work. Uh, it was against Zangief, and he was able to kind of keep him out. And it's like, oh, you knocked me down. Well, I still keep you know my level three fireball, which hits 50 times and covers the entire screen and whatnot. And yeah. so I think what happened is some of G's. I'm not even calling bad matches, but some of his you know whatever matches probably got even better for him. Uh, and and if. I'm looking at this guy as, as, as a top five or maybe top three character in this game. And again, maybe even top one. Uh, he's kind of nuts right now uh, because they kept him intact. And it was like everyone else around him got nerfed. He actually got better. And and I'm like, Ugh. and I, I think we collect. And they buffed his stun. They <sighs> didn't they didn't buff his health, but they buffed his stun. They're like, oh, we're going to give him a little bit of it, a little bit of the new sauce. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's, we had him in our top 10 before, and I think everyone around him got nerfed. And it's like, I don't know if, uh, for the most part, everyone around him got nerfed. Well, there's another character I wanted to get into here in a second. But I, I mean, yeah, where, where do you where do you think this guy is going to end up at? This guy is one of the contenders for number one. Absolutely. Because. He was um, he was swimming around those top tiers like a shark last season, like a shark with V Trigger One ready to be activated, and they didn't do any of those changes that we were talking about for like making uh, cancel on block not as advantageous. None of that stuff. He still has it, but now maybe he'll be better in another way too, <laughs> and then we'll have to deal with that if people can really figure out how to make his V Trigger Two work. Um, at this point. I expect it to be the season of the G, and I hope you're freaking ready for just rush punches and and uh, orbs and uh, body slams now and command grabs into all of your life galore because I think that's what we're in for. I, I guess I, I just accept it. Like, that's what's what it's going to be. It's no longer Rashid. That's great, but I hope you're okay with G. And he is explosive, and he is fiery, and he's cool. He's going to make for some pretty cool top eights with flashy, cool stuff. And I'm going to say that word zero more times now as I'm talking about G. Uh, but at what cost? Nah, get used to it. I, your character was probably buffed up. And if it wasn't, then your character was already too good. So, 
Yeah. Uh, some quick advice about fighting G is rush that guy down as much as you can. Uh, logically, don't just go in hard because he's got great anti-airs, uh, which actually did get nerfed. He did get an anti-air nerf, which is nice to see. Uh, it hits behind him a little bit less well, you know, kind of thing. It was so, a slap on the wrist. Yeah. But it was, I mean, it'll take it. We'll take it. Don't. Uh, yeah. I think Capcom just took it back just now and gave it back to him. <laughs> gave him like the reading rainbow above his head hitbox. Oh, but. man. Uh, but there are ways of beating this guy up quite a bit. He's a very technical character to play. Anyone who plays him has got to have good and strong execution to do this. So it's there's some drawbacks, but this is kind of like you're, you're kind of looking at Akuma here in season four where he's technical, but he's also super strong. Um, and, and this guy's got a few just do it. Uh, quite a few of them. Yeah. Um, and he's got great footsies. I mean, uh, watching yeah, some of the, yeah. the strong players play footsies with him and with that standing medium kick with his, uh, with his fierce punch, the back fist, that's really cool. The way it moves forward. Like he's got some cool tools. I wish people's footsies were like G's. I really like the way it works, mm-hmm. but they're, they're, they're decently strong. And you can combine that thoughtful, strong footsies approach with the bazingo, just do it, of V-Trigger. It's like, man, this character has it all. When are they going to give him an invincible DP? <laughs> that's coming next, season yeah. 5.5. That's what's, uh, yeah, it's, I think he's definitely going to be lined up for nerfs because he's going to be running rampant if this, you know, stays intact. Uh, we already saw about five G players, you know, do some damage in tournament. Uh, 801 Strider, obviously, he was by far the most successful, but smug. Uh, Knuckle Dude, as you mentioned, Punk had one. Uh, there's a few others out there that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head. And you're going to see a hell of a lot more people playing them. It's that simple. But uh, ugh. Um, So moving on here, uh, another character I actually think is up for, <laughs> I think she got better uh, watching her in tournament. And this is not just because she she won RBK, um, and that's Ibuki. And watching Fujimura play this character, now you go down Ibuki's changes and you go, oh, she definitely got nerfed. She got nerfed. And I say, yes, she did. But she also got V-Skill too. And watching V-Skill 2 in action is basically watching her have a mini V-Trigger, a uh, mini V-Trigger 2 that she gets all throughout the match and can set up. And Tell the people what V-Skill 2 does. Uh, so what what she does, she throws out like a Caltrop, um, which is, if you don't know that terminology, it's basically like a landmine, but, you know, it doesn't move or, or do anything like that. It just stays stationary. But it is an active hitbox that stays out there the entire time it is out there, uh, which is, I think, about five seconds, six seconds. It doesn't stay out like a super long time. And she has to set it up. She just can't throw it out, you know, willy-nilly. Uh, it doesn't go very far. She can throw three of them if she does a full charge of it. But she usually is just thro- throwing one. That's all she has time to do. Um, but the way that it's set up is often like her V-Trigger 2, where it's like, okay, I've got a knockdown. I've got you set up. Now I'm going to throw it out there. And now now I'm going to cross you up and do a bunch of Ibuki stuff that you have to block. And so, yeah, her EX Kunai is worse. Um, a bu- her her Visco 1, the Hair Kitty Cat piercing attack, is um, is definitely worse. There's a bunch of stuff that that is not good for her anymore. Not as good, I should say. But she got something that she did not need. And Fujimura was setting this up all tournament and blowing people the hell up with it. And it's a cross-up and it looks like a very ambiguous cross-up. I'm sure there's ways to block it, but the Cian tech where he jumps in the air and throws all the kunais at your head, people are still getting hit by that to this very day. Like that tech has been there for what, three years? I've never blocked it. Yeah, uh, and it's still great. This looks exactly like that in nature. And this is the one character I have who could be better than G because of her V-Skill 2. That V-Skill 2 is scary. And maybe there's a great tech, you know, to beat it out and whatnot. But Fujimura had it, you know, week one and was doing amazing crap with it that no one was ready for. 
I think she got nerfed. And I don't know the power of V-Skill 2 yet. I haven't seen it. Um, I haven't seen it against myself. Like, I haven't felt it yet. So I'm already a little nervous about it now that I hear you talking about it that way. But I, I'm, I don't know. And then I haven't heard about it also on social media. Like, I've been hearing about a couple of the other ones. People haven't gotten around to Ibuki yet. Uh, so then that's, I guess, why it hasn't been on my radar. People are talking about Rashid's V-Skill 2, and they're ignoring the freaking elephant in the room of this mini... You might be right. It's a mini V-Trigger. Right. It is a mini <laughs> V-Trigger. It's not fully, like, you know, and she has access to it throughout the match. It's insane. I don't know if it's pure insanity, but I'm, well, I'm, I'm a little similar, bit... Yeah. similar to the way you would say that people shouldn't overreact to what we've seen with Rashid's V-Skill 2. I would say we haven't labbed Nabuki's V-Skill 2 yet. And perhaps it's not as crazy as uh, it's not as attention grabbing as Rashid because for for obvious reasons, just in the visuals and the identity of that character. All right, I have to jump in and say the reason how come is Fujimura switched right over to this, and we all know how good Abuki's V skill one is. It is considered to be one of the best V skills in the game. He used this the entire tournament the entire tournament and no one had counters for it and it was deadly and it was insane and you I, may be right yeah you may be right and, i'm i i don't know because with rashid's v skill too it's like oh yeah we're gonna mess with this and then we're off of it and even with abigail here who we're about to get into with his tires like people would you know throw that out but they get right off of it and that's why this move is scaring me right now and i know cross-ups and i know other stuff this sucker looks ambiguous as hell and I'm oh. sure there's ways of labbing it and blowing it up, you know, but it's right now it looks damn good. So, well, I'm extra glad then that V Trigger 2 was further nerfed. I thought I was pretty happy yeah. with where it was last season, but they nerfed it further. So now it's like even more of a risk uh, to do um, after like a block. And, and um, what else? And I, I'm, I was really happy to see the V Scale 1, but apparently that's going to be on out the window. Uh, but there have been many times where I go and I like whiff Punisher or something like that, but her hurt box moves back or her hitbox moves yeah. backwards um, during V Scale 1 so far that she just completely evades and then hits you with her V gauge building move. It's pretty sick. Um, so, and then uh, jumping Airborne Kunai EX being nerfed, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, she got hit hard in those regions, but like. We'll see. V skill two. Maybe it was enough to rectify all that and keep her up there. But I think she's, I think she's probably floating around top ten, unless unless V skill two is crazy, and then the sky's the limit because that kind of thing can really change the game in this game, um, especially if she's using that particular move to build to V trigger. It's like, oh great, it's extra bonus good. So we'll see. Yeah, I have G and Ibuki as potentially the number one and number two characters right now in this game. Uh, I think V-Skill 2 is going to hold up really well. Ibuki requires more precision than she did before, but players like Stan and Fujimura, precision is their middle freaking name. Like, that is not an <laughs> issue for them. Uh, sure, your random Ibuki players are going to have a little bit more trouble with that, but just, you know, requiring the execution all that, those guys have got that in spades. They, they, they freaking eat, sleep, and breathe execution, right? Now they're going to drop 50 combos next time they're in tournament, but whatever. I just jinxed them, but uh, again, they did nerf Ibuki, but they gave her like the Rufus. Like uh, it was, I think, Super Street Fighter Four, um, where you know they they nerfed uh, Rufus, but they gave him like the Ultra Two, where he spins around and it would absorb like projectiles like crazy and other stuff. It's like, oh, thanks for the nerf, and then like the buff to the random move he did not need. Okay, <laughs> and that's exactly what I see happening here with Ibuki. Um, this character's scaring the crap out of me already. So, so yeah. Fingers crossed that you're wrong, <laughs> I but I, I, I mean, you have a good, you have a good argument. Uh, uh, so moving along here, as we, we talked about, um, uh, Abigail 
Uh, this is a character who's getting quite a bit of hype right now on social media. Uh, it's mostly on his tire setups right now. I want to say from the get-go that his tire has a second and a half of recovery. Now, you can cancel it from an EX uh, Abigail punch. You know, that's his punches where he, he hits you multiple times. Um, uh, and you can do some other things to kind of mask it. And, you know, Abigail is typically full screen when he's getting that tire out there, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But I watched uh, Storm Kubo use it quite a bit, like, during tournament. And the moment someone showed any kind of competency with dealing with the tire, he stopped using it and went right back to Abigail's V skill one, which is his parry, right? Um, And uh, the moment that his opponent didn't show any competency of dealing with the tire, he blew them the hell up. Uh, Shout out (laughs) to Luffy. Sorry, dude. Uh, That sucked. Um, But uh, there were a few few players who did not know how to deal with it, and it just destroyed them. Like, he just kept calling it over and over again, like, okay, this is great. Um, But I actually look at Abigail's tire setups right now as good but not like amazing like if you know how to deal with it which is just generally being far away from it and then hitting it with a normal to you know hit it back at him and, and you know deal with it and whatnot it, it pretty much takes it out of the equation and right when Kubo saw that like he he just got rid of it and went right to go one but but what are you seeing you know that feels a lot like how I feel about Nikali um, his movie skill because it's pretty good once it's out there, but it's got so much of a telegraph to it that it's you're pretty limited and not necessarily as limited right now because people aren't ready to react to it. They don't know the properties and, and such as much, but they're soon going to figure that out. And you got to go, okay, so now this move doesn't work against this character, this character, this character just outright against these characters. It could work, but is it still worth you know trading in my V-Skill 1 for? And those kind of situations start to arise, mm-hmm. but it is getting some good attention right now and it is kind of cool. Um, it's basically this is going to be this is going to be the kind of e skill where you're going to do it off of certain setups like right. knockdowns and whatnot, or you'll have to trade and like taking a hit or something like that in order to get it out there. And it's like that's already a pretty hard uh, pill to swallow. But you consider what he gets out of his um, his parry, and it's like yeah, there's some stuff, but I don't know if it's like the biggest deal for him. Um, the Abigail has much more been around, um, centered around like being good around other moves, you know, mm-hmm. other parts of his game plan. Right. And those, like his neutral here and such, I don't think that got buffed too much, but it was more his ability to get the damage uh, using his EX moves, right? Because now there's like more juggle and, and like he'll hit you up higher after his, um, his uh, Abigail like machine gun punches, things like that. So it's like after he's already scored the hit is where he's been buffed, but like the Abigail's disappeared, right, in season four when he got these more more recent nerfs. And I don't see that, like, he has been changed as a character to rectify, um, to, you know, to make the transition back. But Storm Kubo comes out swinging, man. And, and yeah, he did some stuff with V-Skill too, but it was very exploratory. And it was very, like you were saying, testing to see if the other guys knew what was up. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't what was winning him, you know, the rounds. That was just a little little aspect of it. There's like, maybe I can get away with this or not. He was winning the rounds just crazy Abigail reads and an ability. There is in his first match against Punk, he has this amazing comeback where he just does everything right, puts himself at negative right. two and does super right. and all that stuff, and then just marches forward and command grabs a scared G, which like when's the last time you saw something like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's getting a lot of attention right now, and Kubo is then backing that up in with like a, an amazing performance at Red Bull Kumite with him after a year of not seeing anything from Abigail. And I'm like, it doesn't make sense exactly as to why he would have leveled up this much, but right now we've got multiple signs pointing to the fact that he has. 
I could see Abigail returning to a top tier, but I'm reserving judgment on this one. I I think he's definitely better with the tire and like the other buffs you've got to you know to kind of give him a little bit more uh, juice, right? Um, and especially, I think his improved health and stun is a big deal. Yeah. I mean, this is a character who went from 1075 health to 1100, uh, 1, and it's like, ooh, like he's even harder to kill now. It's like, okay, sure. Um, yeah. Uh, but I don't... I, I, it's a lot of hype right now, I think, on, on social media. Um, if I had to guess, like I, I think he got a bit better, but I don't think he got a lot better. Uh, and I think that Storm Kubo and Itazan have always been, I mean, they've they've pretty much played Abigail all season four, right? And there's been a handful of others like Blar Lad and a few others that, that play Abigail and have done well with them. Uh, you know, despite him getting nerfed from season three to season four, it's like he's still he's still good. He's still viable, especially for a grappler. Um, uh, but there is so much PTSD that comes with this character. We all remember him just running rampant and destroying people like crazy. And I think that's what is in people's minds. And it's, I think it might be less of the reality and more of the, the, the stress that we, you know, he previously put us under right now. Uh, that's well, sticking. He's people. somewhere between season three strength and season four weakness, right? Yeah, I, I I I think he's much closer to season four than he is season three, personally, right now. So yeah. he's only got a little bit of a buff. I, I mean, it, it really is heavily dependent on that tire. If the the tire setups become incredible, um, I think that I think that he could rise up again. But I don't see him as being a lot better. Like he could just he could always pretty much do this stuff before. The health buff is really nice. It is really 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 nice for him. Um, but. I think I agree with you wholeheartedly. On paper, it doesn't look like he has the things that would lead him to to get this enough of a level up to get this kind of attention. And well, you can say the attention's because of the the crazy like V Trigger Two is fun. Mm -hmm. It's funny. It's like, he's oh, yeah. like he brings a tire in. You get to bounce it around. The other players, the other player can hit it. You guys can have these little like back and forth tire games, and you can see a lot of potential. You know, with the way it can hit at like various places and such. It, it has. It's a head turner for sure. And then in the competitive world, Kubo just comes out guns ablazing. That it might be a false alarm, and we might just have had the stars align, and he's not going to be as good as he's kind of uh, coming out to be right now, or appearing to be right now. Yeah. I agree with you on paper, but we've been very wrong about yes. paper before, right? Yeah. Vegas season two or whatever. So maybe he's there. Time will tell, uh, but I definitely have the same reservations that you do. Yeah, uh, and I will throw out there, um, we didn't talk about it much, but uh, his Visca one is his parry, and that is, he is a very bad defensive character. He's probably the worst defensive character in the game because I think his best normal is four frames, and then, of course, no reversals. Um, he just gets mopped up when you get in on him. Uh, it's a big problem with the character, and his Visca one is there to offset that. He can parry stuff, and, you know, if you're going ham on him, it's like it gives him an option to do something to get you away, right? And the fact that he has yeah, to Yeah, but they don't use it defensively very often. You you do, but not a lot. It's like it's kind of like an offensive defensive type of thing. Like it's it's I it's see a people hard use read. it as an anti-air mostly. Yeah. And even then it's like you probably should do something else for anti-air. Well, it's it, his anti-airs are pretty slow. You know, it's like um he could definitely anti-air really well, but they're very slow. So sometimes that's your mm. best option to to get someone off of you. It's and it's a hard read. It's like if you you either you either land it and change the entire momentum of the match or you miss it and you get crushed, countered, and killed, 
but you're going to get killed anyway. So it's like it's better than nothing. Right. Um, Usually works the first time and then it's a mind. game. Yes, exactly. So I am, uh, you know, it, it, he is giving up something to go to V, you know, to go to the tire and whatnot. But I think that's a trade that Abigail's definitely going to take in a multitude of matchups where he, you know, really struggled hard to get in before like someone like Guile or Monat. It's like, yeah, I'm going to use a tire pretty much every time because why not? You know, it's like that that parry is not saving me. Um, but this tire is giving me some uh, another opportunity or two to get in. So so the matches where the tire is a thing, super buffed Abigail. In the matches where a character can fairly easily nullify that tire, nah, not so much. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's. I want to see more of the tire, but it's it's. He's an interesting character. I'm. His usage at Rebel Kumite was really high. You know, there's a bunch of Abigail players, but Japan has always had quite a few Abigail players too. So I want to see how stuff goes, you know, when we spread out a little bit more and kind of see where he's at because you, you go to other regions and he's just not that much of a thing. So, Fair. so yeah. So anyway, uh, another character that's high up on the radar is uh, Bison. And uh, Dogoro is actually using his V-Skill 2 quite a bit. And I should say selecting his V-Skill 2 quite a bit because he hardly ever used it. Uh, Bison's V-Skill 1 is the parry. Um, It's it's functional you know it can like absorb projectiles which is definitely good for bison uh and it also can you know absorb hits and whatnot but it's not the best move ever you didn't see it like all throughout the matches and whatnot and with dogra um in in rbk like he ended up going like half and half um and it seemed like v skill 2 was mainly there to get him out of the corner which you know hey that's a thing like it's really nice to have it as bison um his defense is you know Pretty suspect, and, and the ability to even have the option to get out of the corner once you're there um, for just using a V skill that's safe is pretty good. You know, um, it's very telegraphed. Most people, the, the moment they see it coming, it's like they just hit it on startup and they combo him and he's dead, right? Yeah, how wouldn't it? It sounds to me like as an escape from the corner, it's more of like, yeah, sometimes you get away yes. with it, but a lot of times it's going to be that you escape, but you also took some damage. And if you're t- like facing Akuma, he's going to put you right back in the corner with his bread and butter combo. Exactly. It, so it's, it's there. Um, I am, I, I mean, I, I mained Bison. I've used this. It's, it's something, you know, and I've seen some combos with it. I, I've seen a few other things. I think that with his Visco one, um, I think it's still going to probably be the, the the preference for most players that use Bison. But I do think his Visco two, especially against like grapplers and a few others, um, I think that you'll see it more often because the opportunity to get out of the corner, even if you're 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 eating some damage, is quite good for Bison. And and I think you'll definitely see it online quite a bit for shenanigans and teleporting and all that kind of stuff where it's a little harder to react to. Um but I think that at the the highest of levels you're not gonna see it a ton. So I'm I'm gonna say something here. Bison players are the easiest players in this game to read. <laughs> I didn't or I've never articulated that before. I've never honed in on that thought specifically, but I'm just sitting here thinking about the way the character works and this new V skill and and the advantages that he has. And bison players are so damn used to getting what they want when they want it that they have like this I deserve it kind of attitude in their play (laughs) and they will just do it. And so you can read. It's like you will never deter a bison from doing the thing. Like you won't do it. And you have to use that as your advantage against them. I've been adopting that. And while I don't beat them every time, I've been a lot more consistent in this last year or two. And then now the character has been fairly nerfed in a, in, a, in a few ways just in his general gameplay. But this V skill 2, people are freaking out. They're like, oh, it's Nash's V. It's like Nash's full V trigger 1, but it's a V skill. 
no man like i get it why it looks scary for for like two seconds but you think about it like dalsam has this same thing can dalsam just do this in the middle of the of the screen and then suddenly um um, be on offense it's like no he can't free teleport he's got to set that stuff up hardcore and dalsam has some extra tools to do it with like a you know, like his um, his fireball arcing over, like, you know, stuff like that. And Bison maybe throw an EX fireball and, and make it safe or something like that. But then you could just, like, you know, jump over the fireballs, things like that. There are plenty of answers to this V skill. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've met a few Bisons online at this point since the patch. And it gets into those last-minute situations where they need that last hit. And I can just sit back and start sipping on some lemonade, <laughs> let him dink around a little bit from across the screen, and eventually, oh, you weren't ready for it, were you? V-Skill 2. It's like, no, I was ready 20 minutes ago, man. I can't believe you lasted this long. And like You waited 30, like 30 frames before you did it. And you can counter-hit him and murder him for yeah. it. Um, the V-Skill is going to very heavily be, I think, I don't know for sure, but it feels like it's going to be something that's not all that useful for him. Maybe in setups and stuff, but like he really uses that V skill one in, uh, well, at least in matches like against like Guile and such. Um, so maybe this one will be nice against uh, non fireball characters and where he really doesn't have much use for V skill one. But I don't think it's going to be a game changer for him. And I think he got nerfed. And Bison players are still super predictable. So I think this character is going to start to fall. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that Bison got a bit of his dumb reduced. He's still dumb, but it's been reduced a bit, and, and that's mainly on his heavy punches, like the, um, we call it the devil dick, um, but the psycho axe <laughs> and then the standing, standing uh, heavy punch. Those are the two ways he mainly has gotten reduced, and it's like, it hurts him, but watching Bison players play, it's like they're still doing the same stuff they've always been doing, and, and uh, or I guess has been doing since like he got his three-frame normal, right? Um, mm-hmm. So he's he's good. You know, he's still pretty good. I don't see him changing a lot. Uh, I just I see him being a little less effective with with what he's you know previously been able to do, uh, and that's still really good. He can still play like a dumbass and, and get away with it, and uh, and yeah. So, um, but yeah, I I think that we had him as a top five character before, and right now I think he might drop a slot or two, uh, just because he's a little harder to play. But I, he's still Bison, like he can still do all the same stuff he could do before, just slightly less effective. So so yeah yeah. A character that's near and dear to my heart here, of course, is Minot. Uh, I will mention that Infiltration uh, was known for using V-Trigger 1 um, with her, you know, the the standard orbs that you're seeing. And now he's actually used uh, V-Trigger 2 pretty much exclusively all the tournament uh, at RBK. Um, and V-Trigger 2 got enough buffs where I can see it, but I can also say that Infiltration is playing like Ed uh, and a few other characters as well. Um, the ability to play V-Trigger 1 with Minot is hard. You know, it, it takes a lot of practice and you've got to pretty much stay in, in tip-top shape. So it does make some sense to play V-Trigger 2. Um, I did hear him talking about it a bit and he might feel that it, it's superior. Um, I think there's a case there, but I still overall think that V-Trigger 1 is better um, if you can put in the time for it. Uh, and again, depending on your strategy, depending on how you want to play as a player. For me, V-Trigger 2 is quite a bit better because I like the more mid-range control, more of the... Um, Instead of trying to, you know, end with a bang and a super and all that kind of stuff, I'm usually trying to control the match, like, throughout. And, and that's where I feel most comfortable. So that's why I go with V-Trigger 2. But anyway, it's an interesting thing. Um, it, it is another scenario where uh, Capcom made something that's useful for most people, and you're starting to see it in tournament now more frequently than than you did before. So, Yeah, I think Monat got similar treatment, like, when... Uh 
the way they balanced her was the way they the similar to how they approach G in that they want you to do some other things a little more, and so they're not really worried about her strength, which I don't think they really needed to be. I think they they nerfed her pretty strong from season three into season four. But they just say, well, here, here's an encouragement to play something else or something differently about her. And we'll buff over here. Makes Maybe that intrigues more people. Maybe that makes the people that are already playing her, gives them a few options that they actually like more than what they have now. Things along those lines. But it's, it's, it's a lot of just buffs for Minot here. And you don't want her to be too good because she's one of those frustrating characters to, to play against and watch. And I don't know if that's too great for your esports. Um, she does have some really cool stuff too, but... If there are too many Monots, that gets that gets old fast, yeah. and so um, yeah. I actually think she has dropped down quite a bit in the tier rankings because everyone else got quite a bit better than her. Um, as I mentioned, I, I think her V trigger two is interesting, but I don't think it's superior. And so most of the people who are using her, I think, pretty much didn't change at all. And I think she's going to pretty much end up in the same spot she was before, which is. About a mid-tier character, but probably a little bit worse because everyone around her got better. Um, she did not get a health buff, which a lot of other people got. Which that's interesting. yeah, that 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 was shocking to me. Um, you know, she's at nine fifty. It's fine, you know, um, but it's it's like why why not buff her health along with everyone else? And that's why I say again, a lot of people around her got better, um, and she kind of you know it's going to stay the same. But she's a highly technical character. Um, Anyone who plays this character at a high level can can blow you up hard, you know, because it's like they have put in a lot of work to get to that point. Uh, so it's she's she's always got a chance to beat you and, and to do quite well. Like it's it's not like you know when I say mid tier, she's like some terrible character, or whatever. We just watched a mid tier character win Capcom Cup, right? So if you know if Monat can still win at the highest of levels, um, she's still really good. But uh, she she basically didn't change much at all, uh, you know, in terms of her strength. Um, so yeah. Can I say, and I'm sorry because this doesn't apply to you as a Monot main because you didn't get the health and stun buffs, but those health and stun buffs were a, um, a smart way of going about making, like they were, they were, they're a pretty big, broad band-aid. Um, it's not as, as specific as some changes that I'd like to see, but the fact that they do make for, you know, you have a little bit more of a chance against the crazy, mm-hmm. I think that's a really smart move. Yeah. And I really appreciate it. I, I'm a little surprised, like I said, that Minot didn't get it. Although she's kind of based, when you think about the design of Minot and who she is, her life is a very, very specific part of like when you're balancing someone that can zone you out, their their defense and their life is like, you really think about it. And so yep. maybe when they initially designed her, they were like with the intent, no, she's not going to have a lot of life, guys. She just she just can't. Yeah. And that's what you're seeing here. Yeah, it's um, I, I I disagree with that, but I mean, I'm obviously biased with it, you know. But uh, I I agree with what you said, but I disagree with them keeping it intact because everyone else around her got better. And it's like she's so technical. It's like why didn't you buff her at least a little bit, like in these other areas that is going to help out like all Monot players that mainly use V trigger, you know, one right? Like that's but you got your V skill two soul spiral. Yeah, and, and no right? one's using it. It's everyone's using V skill one, like still. Uh, and I think for V trigger one, it's it's the superior V skill. Um, now I love V skill two. You can pry that from my cold dead hands. Same thing with V trigger two. It's like I love what they did with my character, but like for your average, you know, for your typical Monot player, I should say, uh, they didn't do much for her at all. So 
they just took your notes. Yeah, I know. And basically applied them, <laughs> which I'm fine with. Like, I love the character. Like, it's it's like I don't even want Rose now. It's like save Rose for Street Fighter Six, please, please, Capcom save her for Street Fighter Six. I'll be very happy if she's a launch character. But uh, but yeah. So it's a joke, like on all Monot players, because like they gave you exactly what you wanted, but you didn't want any of the things that they wanted, and so now they're just like <laughs> up the creek, man. You're gonna get me killed, dude. I'm gonna go out there in public. All the Monot players are gonna get me now. What are you doing? So it's all right, we'll get a lot of views if that yeah, happens. That's true. That's true. So, <laughs> uh, moving along here, uh, Ken P, who is uh, who uh, got third overall at the the LCQ at the RBK, um, he's using Ken, uh, you know, as his namesake would would imply. Uh, he used Visco one in all the matches that I saw from him. Um, it's I think his flip kick, you know, his new Visco is going to be good in certain matchups like we talked about before. But again, it's so hard to get people away from a dominant Visco one. And that's what Ken's run is. Uh, I just wanted to shout that out because it's something you and I had talked about quite a bit. So Chris T was actually singing the praises of Skill 2 after not singing them very, well, very starkly when when we first saw them. But he was like, dude, this, uh, there's actually some use to it. And I, th- uh, I think it was. I think it was Myers saying that he ran some sets against Chris's V-Skill 2 Ken and that he was having a hard time like dealing with it. And it's like, with the caveat of it's still early and maybe there's an obvious answer that I just haven't found yet. But they were making it sound a little better than uh, than had previous, and if, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm pretty sure that's what I saw. And, you know, Chris T is like someone that's going to very quickly point out the problems with Ken. So for him to say that, like, that means a lot. Yeah. And I also shout out Chris T because uh, his reads on Ken have been really super strong. If you go back there and you listen to the stuff that he has said about the character getting worse or better and all that kind of stuff, he's pretty much been dead on. So uh, if he's calling it great, that's it might be really good. Um, And I, I still look at it as more matchup specific. But you know what? I'm not seeing it in the hands of a pro. And, and I would definitely want to see it now. So, yeah. All right. So next up, we have uh, Kichapamu. Uh, I want to shout out Geef here just because uh, this is a, a not an easy character to play. Um, and he pretty much like he got very, very, very little. Um, and he got a nerfed standing medium punch. Yeah. It, and then a buff standing medium kick. Yeah. They kind of want you basically interchanging between those two buttons a little bit more. Uh, Kichipamu did not. He still used exclusively <laughs> standing medium punch. Um, but the cool part was he was able to like whiff punish Rashid and do a bunch of other stuff and whatnot. Um, that, you know, again, that that caters more to the nerfs that that character's got versus any buffs that Zangief got, right? But. They got his health up a little bit more, which is definitely nice. Again, when you were a grappler, you fill those health buffs quite a bit because it gives you that one more opportunity to get in and to blow someone up, right? Um, but Kichipamu was playing footsies and whiff punishing, and it was beautiful. Uh, no big difference. Um, the only real big difference outside of health that, that Zangief got, but we did not see it in tournament, was uh, his focus attack V-Skill 2. Um, and... I don't know the advantages of using that over Visco 1, which is, you know, the armor, right? Like, he flexes on you and he can absorb a bunch of hits. Um, but it's interesting to see a Street Fighter 4 mechanic come back for yet another character. And that's pretty much what Zangief has as a focus attack Visco 2. So, he, he's... Kichipamu is going to do great with him. Itazan is going to do great with him. Anyone who was playing Zangief before is still probably going to be very good with him. Um, and he got very slight buffs, um, but probably is going to end up in the same spot as he was before. Yeah, I I've been excited to see Kichipamu's play. I, I want to say Zangief, but like he's kind of one of the only ones. Uh, here we I've talked about Orlando before. Um, it's always exciting because he's a 
similar player in his strengths. Like he's not anywhere near Kichipamu's level, but with where we're playing locally, he's kind of has the same presence that Kichipamu has in the like top tier players. Um, and so it's, it's very similar. Mm. And he can beat people that you wouldn't expect with some pretty badass reads and some pretty strong footsie play. He makes you think when you play. And when you're watching Zangief, you can see them thinking. And that's very interesting because like they absolutely have to. If it's a good Zangief like, and he's making things happen or she's making things happen, it's like you, you can see the process. And the way Geef moves and plays footsies, you can see the intent in a lot of what they do. And it's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's like after it happens, you know how the trick was done and you can follow it very easily. And then you don't have to sit there with the intensity that the uh, that the two players that are playing have. So you just get to have fun and none of the, uh, none of the like, oh my gosh, anxiety constantly. So he's a fun character to watch. Um, and so I'm hoping that he stays prevalent is of course not the kind of character you want to be easily a top tier you want him in the mid tier he's doing what I think you want Zangief to be doing and and you at least you got Kichipamu if you can get one or two more that would be great but I'll take what we have and then uh, the character seems like they they kind of moved him laterally mm-hmm. you know like we were getting out with the footsies earlier that he loses a little bit of medium punch but he has a standing medium kick I think it's fair because man, they buffed his health and his stun. Yeah. So, so just with that, it's like that's like you said, it resonates with the 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 extremes quite a bit. I would think so. Yeah, I, I think he'll still be around to to be entertaining to watch, and I'm glad for that. So. Yeah. yeah, I think that I think Zangief's biggest buff is going to be the meta adjustment. Uh, people just can't go as wild and just knock him down and go crazy. He actually gets to play footsies now and and do what he's very good at and, and be more of Zangief and. and so yeah, he the the move is lateral, but I could actually see Zangief rising up a few spots because just the meta of the game kind of shifting around him and being a very positive thing for the character. So yeah, for sure. All right, moving on here, um, we've got Nash. Um, his V skill two definitely seems like the way to go right now. Um, it is a it basically powers up his Sonic Scythe moves, um, and. The, the easiest way to think of it is uh, think of Alex's V-Skill 1, how that powers him up and gives him like a harder hitting attack. Well, that's kind of what it does for Nash as well. Um, so his Sonic Scythe moves, uh, they, they will do more damage. They're generally less negative on block. His light version actually becomes plus two on block once he's powered it up. Um, right now, to me, this seems like the biggest buff that he got uh, watching Bonchan play him. Um but his his Sonic Skies actually out of V Skill Two, like when they're not powered up, are actually better anti airs now. And then he got more health. Yeah, they have invincibility. Yeah, upper body. Um, and then he got more health. So um, V Skill Two is fifty three frames total to actually activate it and pop it up. So you're not randomly pulling this out like you know, uh, you know, you've got to really set it up to get it into play. But it's it's not quite a free ex move, but it's not exactly entirely removed from that either, right? So you can do some stuff with this. Um, you just have to create the opportunities and space to actually pull it out and it's interesting it is it's watching nash kind of run around again i don't know where he's going to end up at like it, it but it is nice to see the character actually played at least you know for the for this time you know we'll see um the history of nash is pretty much like oh it's a brand new season like i wonder if nash is good again people play him for a little bit and then they immediately drop him again so i'm not super hopeful about this being a a game changer for nash but i hope it's something that puts him back on the map well, first of all, it was badass watching Bonchan using V Skill Two. I like the the way it like hits twice. For instance, mm-hmm. it makes the scythes hit twice. 
uh, even on block and such, it was like it was cool interactions. It made me think about the way little things like the screen shakes and stuff like that make the game that much cooler to watch. Uh, so that was nice, but really when you look at his patch, uh, Nash's patch notes, he's better against people coming in from the air. Mm-hmm. Like his anti-airs are better. So like his uh, when he hits you out of the air, he either has a, a more invincibility on his DPs or if he's using his normals, like I think it's crouching medium punch, he knocks you up farther, higher, higher so that he can do like a better mix-up once you're landing, things like that. So that implies that he'll be able to make you go to the air. And he's done a decent job of that with the way he can kind of lash out at you with his um, his horizontal sights and then also his uh, his fireballs. The recovery afterwards, it's all in the beginning of the startup, but afterwards he's got not as much recovery. So. Yeah, his fireball actually got his damage increased. The sonic boom is, uh, went from 50 to 60 damage. So Cool. So if he is indeed able to make you try to take to the air, then that's pretty good, but it's still not an active, like a, a patient player... I don't think is going to have much problem with Nash just fundamentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going to depend on the matchup and the character's abilities and such. But this is is something that in this game, the passively strong things are not often the best. Like they have to be super good in order to be the best because this game has been so much about rushdown. And that's been toned down slowly but surely. And maybe we're at a point where the rushdown factor is weakened enough and then Nash's like zoning abilities are good enough to make where he got better a significant change to the character and take him up the tier list. But that's a big if right yeah. now. Yeah, I, I just see Nash as better, but I don't know like how much better in the context of Street Fighter Five is he going to be? Is he better yeah. in the right way? Yeah, it, I I agree with you. It's like he, it, the passive the passive buffs are they're nice, and you know if you really enjoy Nash, it's like yeah, keep playing him, you know type thing. But yeah, so moving along, um, Sagat mainly got better normals and hitboxes. Uh, his angry scar is actually five frames faster, and now it apparently builds EX meter. Uh, if it hits, where I guess it didn't before, I guess it just built uh, V gauge, which I didn't realize. Um, his V trigger one is now plus ten on block, um, up from plus two. Plus, it is two frames faster. So it definitely feels like to me, watching uh, Bonchan play Sagat, that he's better. But again, I can't say how much just yet. Um, uh, I'm hoping that this encourages other people to kind of pick up and play the character. But and I just talked about you know V Trigger One getting some solid buffs, right? It's faster, it's more plus on block. It's like got a lot, a lot more. But Bon Chan was still mainly using V Trigger Two, and and that's become the, it still is the most preferred V Trigger for Scott players, right? You know his kicks and stuff like that. So I look at it and go, yeah, they buffed it, but is it going to be enough for people to actually get him to you know to switch over on the character? So. Bonchan plays him at a high level. There are very, very, very few Sagat players, despite how popular he is. So I'm watching him closely. Uh, I his normals are better, you know, for for zoning and all that kind of stuff. But I just don't know if it's enough to move the needle for him just yet. So I'm I'm skeptical about Sagat changes, but I'm also hopeful that they're they they add up to more than the sum of their parts. It seems like collectively, I hope so. He has a change that makes zero sense to me. Maybe you can make sense of it. I'm not going to go out flat and say that this is a dumb, meaningless thing, but um, that's where I'm leaning. And that is that they changed his sweep on on whiff. Uh, they made it safer by two frames. And it's still like, I don't remember off the top of my head, it went from like 26 to 24, yeah. something like that. And it's like, but but not the the, the hit or block, the, that frame data didn't change at all. But they made his sweep safer on whiff. It's like, 
the, the sweep is supposed to be punishable on whiff and that's just and it still is very much what are those like what are those two frames like that that's a move that you're not ever supposed to whiff or have blocked you know technically it's yeah. not you're not supposed to fish with sweep unless you're goken in street fighter 4 man baby those were the days <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about right now and so it's like wh- where where what is this like we want to encourage sagat players to whiff sweep a little bit more but only by two frames and it's super still punishable it's just not quite as much as it was and it's like what what where did that come from yeah i guess it's just like you're you're anticipating someone doing something and you sweep them and knock them back and and your ability to be less punished by that by four frames is is a big deal i don't know like i don't see it i i don't often it's see, not on hit though it's only on whiff. yeah i i don't see um i don't see sagat players whiffing you know sweep a lot and maybe the, this will encourage them to do it more but i don't know it, it, it's it, the idea here is definitely that his fireball game gets better by buffing his normals that kind of keep you out, right? That is, that's definitely the goal. I just don't know if it does that or not. Like, I don't see it, but I, so I'm with you. But he did get a handful of, of relevant buffs, and we'll see. But I'm again, I don't know if they'll play into they're the right kind of changes to make this character good in this particular game's atmosphere. We'll see. Yeah. So uh, moving on here, um, we've, we've got a few less characters to cover. Uh, I'm going to kind of get the characters I think that have not moved the needle that much uh, in either direction here. Uh, and that would be Dalsam and Guile. Um, I think that watching them like Waichi Mochi play in tournament was was awesome one to see him again. I haven't seen him in a long time, um, but he was using V-Skill 1. He was doing all the same stuff that I expect from Dalsim. Like I, I don't know if I saw a single change of his in action that was meaningful, right? Uh, and I think he used V skill two in his first match. Did he? Didn't he? Okay. But I don't know if he actually used the V skill very yeah, much. Yeah, I, 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 when I looked at the footage, I only saw V skill one. Like that's all I saw from him. But um, uh, I might be mistaken yeah. too. But I don't. Again, I don't. And the relevant thing is, I don't remember seeing the V skill two and that, being used. Yeah, and that's how applicable it was, right? Even if you chose it, like chose you know the, to use that, like it didn't factor into the match at all right and and the same thing mm-hmm. i was going to say with guile with daigo it was like i i see the exact same you know matchups i've been seeing you know for the last couple of years I, I i did not see the needle move at all with either one of them so yeah uh and then uh um haku hopefully i'm pronouncing that correctly he he busted out fong um and i actually think that fong is a little bit better in this game but not a ton um and a little bit better for fong where everyone else probably got a lot better around him might make him the worst character in the game. It, 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 oh, wow. I am. I think that there's a really good case to be made that that Fong is the worst character just because his buffs seem to be completely irrelevant to him. Uh, and I think Capcom continues to be deathly afraid of this character for some reason, which we know the reasons why. Right? He was dominating in in the development builds of the game. Uh, he was untouchable apparently, um, and and they're just still terrified of him, and they they can't figure out kind of like what to do to buff him. Uh, but there it is. I'm down with that. Fong's weird and crazy, and I don't like change. <laughs> uh, so getting back into the high tiers here, uh, last two characters, uh, Young Zeku. Um, he definitely got nerfs uh, specifically to his standing light kick and standing heavy punch, which is kind of his, his double chop move right now. I, I should say uh, stand heavy punch target combo or whatever. But regardless, he like swipes back and forth in the air with you know uh, a chopping motion. And you see that quite a bit from Zeku players. Um, and he, he can cancel right into it from like his slide and other stuff like that. It was, I believe, negative eight before, and they've made it negative 12. Um, and the impact of that is basically Zeku players have to be quite a bit more precise with it because it was so often safe and it was safe from quite a few ranges where it should not be, right? Um, and and uh, with the standing light kick, 
like they reduce like the um, the active frames on it and other things like that. And those were just kind of like I, w- I don't want to say just do it moves because they could be blown up if they you know weren't applied correctly. But they were definitely spammable moves from Young Zeku, and they basically just took that away and said, "No, you can't spam these two moves. We want you thinking quite a bit more when you're you know playing this character." So that's going to hurt him. That it's definitely going to hurt him. But we also just watched Infectious get second place, uh, and they took old Zeku and made his crouching medium kick uh, fully cancelable, and. Even in tournament, I was watching uh, Infectious do brand new combos I have never seen before because guess what? Crouching medium kick for old Zeku is actually pretty good. And all of a sudden now some new things are possible and other stuff like that. So uh, so Zeku got nerfed in some regards, but overall old Zeku being better, he's probably going to end up where he was previously. Um, and, and that crouching medium kick buff, like I want to see what's fully capable with that, but it's nice. At the very worst, it's nice, and it could be really damn nice, right? Um, so you're definitely going to see more old Zeku. I think the days of, of like, you know, 90% of matches switching right over to young Zeku is, is done. You know, it, that was kind of the classic with the character. Uh, I think you're going to see a balance between both things, but Infectious was always kind of known for playing more old Zeku than most other people did. So I don't want to judge too heavily based on that. Uh, I still think Young Zeku is the um, the more powerful form in most matchups in Street Fighter Five. But you know that form is worse, and they're they're trying to make old Zeku more viable. So and they did it by like old Zeku was traditionally supposed to be the zoning part of Zeku, and then Young was the rushdown. And Street Fighter Five, it's more about rushdown than it is about zoning. So it just makes sense that Young Zeku would have been the preferred choice for most of. Um, of the play. What they gave to old Zeku was something to do up close. Like they made his up close game better. So now when he gets up, he can rush down too. And so it's like two different ways of doing that. And I liked playing against young Zeku. Uh, actually, both Zekus. It's kind of fun to play against Zeku in certain ways because he's a, he's a strong character, but he has to earn a lot of what he's doing. I like that he has to earn more so because there are little bits where he didn't have to do as much. I really like that kind of that type of change. But with where he is now, like. I'm sorry, I should back up. I like playing against young Zeku because he didn't have anti-airs, man. Like, he really had to read your jump or else he wasn't ready for anti-airing. And and that was really cool. Like, that was a significant weakness about him. And then old Zeku, he had good anti-airs and good get off me, but you could kind of, um, you know read his uh, trying to stop you and get in and then go go ham and that was fun too so i i, I really hope that there's still a balance like I, I want them to be both characters and i want them to have their appropriate weaknesses because that's a really fun part of playing against the character and he's already been doing really well with these um, with players like infectious bringing him up there into like the top of evo and the top of capcom cup and such and and, and red bull kumite so um, I, I'm I'm reserving judgment to say if it's, like, it's good or bad, but I'm I, that's basically what I'm hoping for, and it looks like that could be the case yeah, it, that, um, based on what's on paper. That was their main goal, I think, is to, to to nerf down you know young Zeku and improve old Zeku, and I think they did it. Like it's based on that you know those matches alone. I mean, it looks very clear like that's mission accomplished. Now again, Infectious is a very different kind of Zeku player. I want to see what happens with like Angry Bird and a few other players um, when you know they get their hands on that. But uh, it, it's it, it looked to move the needle in the right direction. So, so last character here, uh, Armika. Um, Luffy was definitely using her counter V skill too at uh, RBK. Um, and we thought that would be the case because the microphone pretty much sucks. Like that is a really hard move to do. Um, it's like, why not do something else? Because pretty much anything else is better than that. Right. So 
it's easier for Mika to get in now, and I'm really not sure about that one because, uh, yeah, her V skill two can be counter hit. Like you know, it's got three frames of startup, all that kind of stuff. Like you would you would expect from it. Um, that's a very good thing that if she misses it, you can crush counter her and blow her up. But it feels like another yellow move for Mika. And she did not need that. She's YOLO enough. This is a wild and crazy character. And I'm like, oh, you gave her a counter that works pretty decently. Like she tried it against Dalsim and stuff a few times and it like it just whiffed entirely because it was too far away, right? It's not like a full screen counter that blows up everything. She's got to actually be in position and, and, and do stuff properly. But this seems a little bit like... You know, Mika's really YOLO. Let's make her even more crazy. You know, and, I, uh, and so maybe it will be fine. But to me, it just it's a little bit like, why do you do that? Like, can't you make her more thoughtful or? Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it in too much action. I saw the uh, Mochi versus Luffy game uh, set. And I think that was one where he was using but not using V skill two with Dalsum. Uh Yeah, like Mika is just she's also one of those characters that she is what she is. She used to be like the powerhouse um, she was like Majin Buu when he was scary, and then now they reduced her back to like just being kind fat Buu. Uh, but they're, it's still like a, well, here we go kind of experience with her. And you know that going in, you're like, well, I'm thankful she's not top tier at least, but she's still, she's a roll of the dice kind of a character. And uh, you don't want those characters to be great. You want them to be not too great. And the fact that she's got another option there, it's like, yeah, not a great look, but hey, uh, there've, there've been, there's been a lot of good in this game. Uh, in this current patch, it looks like. So I'll take the little bit of bad with the good. But yeah, it's it's not. It doesn't make sense to me to make this change. Like it feels kind of lazy and ultimately not a great look for the character because it's gonna be more frustrating. Yeah. Uh, I, so I was happy to see her anti air game nerfed. It definitely needed to be. Um, it was kind of ridiculous how you know how many options that covered with just a single button. Um, but again, you and I talked about it before. I really thought they should have tweaked her damage because uh, she can get in so well as a grappler like she's she has one of the easier times getting in you know being a grappler and now it's even easier it's like ugh. so um yeah I, I i but it's not honest yes it's not honest and that's what sucks about yeah. it yeah uh, I can see this character mostly maintaining what she was previously, though. Uh, she was fairly good in Season 4. Some people had this character, like, very solidly in the top 10. I think a few had her in the top 5. Like, she was just, like, super underrated for them. Uh, I think most had her somewhere closer to, like, you know, the 10 mark overall. I think that's where we had her as well. Um, and I do think she got a little bit better, especially, again, because people kind of got nerfed around her. Um but I, I will say V Skill 2 is a bit of a wild card. I want to see how Mika players use it going forward. Um, I think it has potential to be very scary for her, but the history of counter moves in fighting games is not great, right? It's it's there, um, but it's just it's like giving her anything is going to be an improvement over what her V Skill 1 is. It's kind of like the main thing I'm falling back on. I don't think it's going to be, you know, V Skill 2 in a vacuum is going to be just dominant and great, but it's just like a tool she did not need and did not <laughs> did not earn, right? Like, uh, uh, but yeah. Um, so that's pretty much it. Uh, those are my thoughts right now uh, on where things are going. Um, I, I think that if watching like RBK all weekend, it was like if something was clearly strong, you know, um, it's still the same as it was before. Like it's still good. Like it still may not be as good, but it was still like, yeah, Rashid's still good. You know, Bison's still good. Karen's still good. Like all that kind of stuff. Like it, this is not a gigantic departure um, from season four to season five, right? The, many of the matchups look very similar. A lot of the characters look like they're still good, all that kind of stuff. This has moved the needle, but it hasn't moved the needle dramatically. Like instead of, you know, let's say the needle was at, you know, 10 out of 10 before now, it's at like a 9 out of 10 or maybe 8 out of 10 for some characters. You moved it, but it's not a gigantic shift. So, 
but people are excited to explore it and it'll it'll take us on a wave through at least 2020 we'll see where things are after that but it, it was enough it was it was it was a good amount and we'll see what happens there might be some crazy huge landmines in there that we come across that just make the game silly or something like that but i'm hoping not and so far so good yep. And I'm excited to explore. Yeah, I'm excited about the whiff punishing and footsies. Bring that back, baby. Yeah, that's a that's a Street Fighter staple, and I'm really glad to see that. That you know, again, it, it outpaced my my anticipation of it. It sounds like it did for you. It's like, whoa, this is actually like immediately impacting the game, which is shocking. Um, and if if it's already immediately impacting the game, it is possible that we are underestimating. Um, Michael Scott from the office learned to estimate me, you know, kind of thing. But anyway, <laughs> um, we are underestimating the impact that could actually have on the game, like long term. You know, like if it's already moving the needle now, like, well, what happens three to six months from now? Like, are we really going to see a huge shift for the entire game where it's like, yeah, the risk reward is not there to go YOLO anymore. And, and now so much more of the game is based around that. That's we've been through that before, especially with Street Fighter V. So I'm not overly hopeful. Uh, this game does reward offense and just kind of YOLO play too often uh, for me to be extremely confident. And, you know, footsies being the major dominant way to play it. But, you know, maybe footsies like they were a three or four out of 10 before. And now maybe they're a five or a six. That's significant. That is a really significant change for the game if that happens. Uh, but yeah. I agree. And like I say, excited to check it out. All right, y'all. That's definitely going to wrap us up here. Uh, we wanted to get into Christmas episode. We hate missing, you know, like we never want to miss a week of the podcast. We always want to have this up there for our listeners. Uh, so we got in here and recorded and took time away from our families and get this up. Uh, so we hope y'all enjoy this and we are going to be back with you soon. <laughs>